Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Tonight, I want us to look at Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For just as the rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return there without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, so my word comes from my mouth. Now listen. So my word that comes from my mouth, this is God talking here. You got that, right? Will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. Tonight, I just want to talk on this subject for a minute. When God doesn't make sense. When God doesn't make sense. I've heard, I've had several people, I've said it myself, I just don't understand what God is doing. Anybody ever said that? I just don't understand. I don't know what's going on right now. I can't figure this thing out. And my thing is join the club. His ways are higher than our ways. Sometimes we don't know exactly what he's doing, but we know he's working in our good. He's working it out for our favor, you see. But sometimes what God tells us to do, sometimes asks us to do, instructs us in his word, it sometimes doesn't make sense. And I want to look at Luke chapter 5 tonight. Luke chapter 5, and I want want us to look at a story of Jesus and an account he has, uh, an encounter he has with Peter. The Bible says, as the crowd was pressing in on Jesus, Luke chapter 5 verse 1, to hear God's word, He was standing by the Sea of Galilee. Now, it said a crowd was pressing in on Jesus because everywhere Jesus went, there was a crowd. Why? Because he started doing miracles. Before this, uh, in verse 4, he he had just, um, or chapter 4, he had just uh, delivered a demoniac. Um, He had just healed uh, a woman who was sick with a fever, the Bible says. And so now people are gathering around Jesus because something was different about Jesus. He didn't talk like the other religious leaders talked. In, in fact, in fact, uh, he had power that came with what he said. He, he, the, the Bible would say, uh, that they, uh, people would speak of Jesus as someone who, uh, talked differently than, than the Pharisees and differently than their rabbi because when he spoke, he spoke with power. And not only did he speak with power, but there was demonstration of power. People were being healed and set free. So a crowd started gathering around Jesus. So Jesus, in verse 2, the Bible says, saw two boats. 
at the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, which belonged to Simon, and he said, put it a little from the land. Then he sat down and was teaching the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. And when they did this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. So I want you to picture this tonight. You've got Peter who had been fishing all night long, had not caught anything. And Jesus has come up now on the shore of Galilee, and there's a crowd with him. And Jesus is wanting to teach the crowd, but because the crowd is so large, he says, can I borrow your boat, Peter? And Peter, if you'll just take your boat and, and take it out in the water a little piece, I can use the water to amplify my voice so I can speak to this crowd. Peter says, yeah, sure, Jesus. I mean, you can use my boat. And he begins to teach, and something happens here. When he's teaching to the crowd, after he speaks to the masses, he zeroes in on Peter. And you know, that's how preaching is. Someone gets up and preaches, and it's to everyone. But then Jesus takes the word, and he makes it very personal, and it hits you. Have you ever had that happen before? Hits you right where you're at. I've told you this before. I've had people come up to me after service and say, oh, man, the Lord used you today to, to really speak to me. The Lord was speaking to me. And, and they'll tell me a part of the message that they, it just really spoke to them. And I'll have to look through my notes and find out when I, I, I ever say that because I don't remember saying that. Not sure that I even did say that. But the miracle of preaching is that God can take what's said in preaching and, and God's word and take it and make it really personal for you. And you'll hear what you need to hear. And yes, Jesus was preaching to the masses, but, masses, but then he zeroed in on Peter. And he told Peter something. He gave him instruction. I want you to look in verse 4. It said, when he had finished speaking, he said to Peter, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Clear instruction here. There's three things he said. He told him where to go. He said, go into deep water. He told him what to do. Are you with me? Let down your nets, and then he told him what to expect. He said, you're going to get a great catch. And what did Peter say? I just, the Bible says he was washing his nets. You don't wash your nets 
when you're getting ready to fish, you wash your nets after you have fished. So he's done fishing. He spent all night trying to catch fish. And then Jesus says something that's crazy. He says, I want you to try it one more time. I want you to go here into the deep. I want you to cast out your net. And this, this is what you can expect. And then Peter could have said, well, Jesus, no offense, but I'm a... <laughs> I'm a fisherman. You're a carpenter. You hear what I'm saying? No offense, Jesus, but that ain't how we do it down here. We like to fish at night. You see, fish don't bite during the day out in the deep. Whatnot. I mean, but that's not what he done. He said, if, but if this is what you say, I'll let down the nets. If this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. And I don't, I don't know why I'm stuck on this. But it goes back to two weeks ago. A message I preached. And it was a very simple message. It said, whatever God tells you to do, do it. No matter how crazy it seems, no matter how crazy it sounds, no matter if it doesn't make sense, if he's telling you to fish in a place that you've fished a hundred times and you've worn out, you've tried everything, and he tells you to fish again, and it does, you do what God tells you to do. Why? Because there is a blessing on the other side of OB. I've never done what God told me to do and thought I wish I wouldn't have done that. Because God blesses obedience and faith. And you cannot separate obedience and faith, you see. Not, not when it comes to God, because obedience out of law doesn't get God's attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> obedience does, it, 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 it doesn't. Not out of just obligation, but when you obey out of trust. Because I've done something that didn't make sense two years ago. And God proved himself faith. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And if I'd done it then and God told me to do it then, then what God's speaking to me now, I can trust him. I can trust him. Listen, there's, there's two things here that stick out to me. Uh, when you see these things in your life, in your situation, in your season, you can expect God is getting ready to do something miraculous. Are you ready? This is what, these are the two things. Here's the first thing. God's getting ready to do something miraculous. I wrote it in my Bible. When nothing you do is working. When nothing you are doing is working. Nothing you're trying. Everything you try to do, it just isn't working. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to fill the void. You're trying to find the job. And nothing you do is working. Get ready because God's getting ready to do something that only he can do through you. Whatever God says do, do it. 
This is the second thing. What God asks you to do doesn't make any sense. When you see those two things, when you realize, I've, when you get to that place where I've tried it all, I've tried to find the job, I've tried to make the budget work, I've, I've, tr- I've tried all these things, God, and you're crying out to God and saying, God, I've tried it, get ready. Because God's getting ready to do something that only he can do. And then when God speaks to you, and he tells you to do something maybe you've even tried to do before. When he speaks to you and tells you to fish in a place you fished before, uh, do it at the wrong season, at the wrong time, it feels uncomfortable, it don't seem right, but God told you to do it. when he asks you to do something that doesn't make sense in the natural. Remember what Isaiah chapter 55 says in verse eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. And your ways are not my ways. And then I like verse 11, whatever comes out of my mouth, I will accomplish. I'll accomplish what I please. It doesn't matter what season it's in. It doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. I was thinking about this. God's getting ready to grow this church in exponential ways right in the middle of a pandemic. I was Somebody told me the other day, one out of five churches are going to close in 2021. Well, can I tell you, I believe this one church is not going to close, but this one church is going to grow. Lives are going to be changed. People are going to continue to get saved on a level that we have never seen. Why? Because God said, do it. God said, go. God said, plant. God said, sow seed. God said, Believe me for the impossible. And what happens? What happens? Peter dropped his net down. He'd done what the Lord told him to do. And this time, when he went to bring up his net, the Bible says the nets begin to tear. He started pulling them in dumped all the fish in his boat. His boat began to sink. He said, hey, come over here. And one of his partners, bring your boat over here. Started filling up his boat. His boat began to sink. They got the boats in before they sank. What does that sound like to you? That sounds like Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 20, he is able to do above and beyond. He'll fill your boats up. He'll fill them up. He won't fill just your boat up. I love that. He'll bless you in such a way it'll bless your partner. It'll bless your spouse. It'll bless your husband. It'll bless your wife. Come on, somebody. It'll bless the people associated with you. Why are you so sad looking? Huh? I'm telling good news tonight. Did you want bad news? 
Because, see, there's somebody going to have to believe God in this season. Somebody's waiting on you to trust God. Your family's waiting on you to lead the way. Your spouse is waiting on you to choose faith instead of fear. Believe God for the impossible. And listen, when God goes to bless you, when he begins to pour, when you do what he says do, when it makes no sense and you're reminded that this is God, and nobody can bless me like God can bless me. You can't even bless yourself like God. You don't, you don't, you don't, you know why you can't bless yourself like God can bless you? Because you don't have the resources God has. God wants to bless you in miraculous ways. And he'll bless you in such a way that it will bless others. It'll pour out of your vessel. Hallelujah. It'll pour out, overflow from your vessel, from your boat, from your cup, and it'll begin to bless others. The Bible says that G, uh, Peter, seeing what happened, and he said, He fell on his knees. He said, oh God. You know, at this point, I don't think Peter quite understood who Jesus was. But at this moment, he did. He had a revelation at this moment. Some of y'all wives, you need to let your husband go fishing. He might get a blessing from God. It took fishing. The Bible says he fell on his knees in verse 8. And he said, go away from me because I'm a sinful man. But that ain't how Jesus does. <laughs> I read in, 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 in his word where he's attracted to the sinner. He runs to the lost He'll go to the house of Zacchaeus every day. He'll eat with the prostitute and the, and the tax collector. You hear what I'm saying? Every, that's who he's looking for. And when, and, and when his haters and his critics said, I can't believe that's who you're hanging with, he said, it's not the well that need a physician. Uh-uh, it's the sick. He said, I'm a sinful man, Lord. Go away from me. For he and all those with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. So were James and John, who were Simon's partners. Then Jesus said, Peter, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching. See, here's the blessing. It was the fish was good, but that wasn't the blessing. That was part of it. Here's the blessing. He said, from now on, you'll be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. See, you've got to trust faith 
You've got to trust God with your future. See, if he wouldn't have, how simple this is, crazy this is, let down his nets, just went fishing one more time. He wouldn't have had the revelation of who Jesus was and he is. Jesus took him way beyond the blessing of fish. He said, you see those fish? I'm getting ready to promote you from a fisher of fish to a fisher of man. Come, follow me. How did you become a disciple of the Lord and follow Jesus, one of the 12? How'd you do it, Peter? What did you do? What test did you take? What seminary did you go to? And then this is his testimony. You won't believe. I mean, just hear me out. Jesus told me to go fishing. One more time. And then I became his disciple. It doesn't make sense, does it? Maybe tonight God is telling you to do something that doesn't make sense in the natural. Maybe he's asking you asking you to cast out your net one more time. Whatever God's saying, do it. You know why? Because it could change your life. It could change your life. It could direct your path. It could change the direction that you're heading. I want you to stand with me all across the building. Travis, if you'll come. I, I was sitting thinking today, and it kind of scares me a little bit, to be honest with you, how the Lord keeps on driving this in my spirit. Whatever I tell you to do, do it. You know why it kind of scares me a little bit? Because I'm wondering, what are you fixing to tell me to do? Because a lot of times when I'm preaching, no, all the time, I'm preaching to myself. And I have a hard time separating what God is doing for me personally and in me personally and in, in my the word that I deliver to you. I'm encouraging you and instructing you, pleading with you to do what God is telling you to do. For some of you, you're comfortable fishing. That's all you just, that's all I'm going to do. I'm, I, I'm, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And God's calling you to do something completely different. You know, God has never really called me to do something that I don't need his help with. He's never gave me all the, all the stuff and just made everything right and said, all right, now go do that. No, it's always been a step of faith. Are you listening to me tonight? 
It's stepping out of the boat. That was Peter too. Onto the water. And Jesus not telling me, there's something up under there. Just Jesus just saying, come. Not step here, there, right there, here. No, he just said, come on. And I feel like the Lord is telling some people right now, go. Go there, say that, so that, do that. But God, it doesn't make sense. It's scary. I'm not sure. God's not calling us to understand everything. God is calling us to trust Him in everything. And if you'll trust Him, see, some of us are trying to seek it, see what's over here, but God's saying, no, before you get over here, I got to get you over there and over, and I've never went in a straight line. When God calls me to do something and says, you're going here, I, I, it's never the, the way I would go. It's not the way I would do it. But it's all part of his plan. His ways are higher than our ways. My thoughts are not his thoughts. Look at your life right now. Just right now. Would you, would you have thought you would have been where you're at now? I'm not talking about in this building, or maybe I am. 10 years ago. In this season of your life, no, some of you were locked behind a, behind a prison door. No, some of you didn't only even, even know where you were at. But you know how you got from there to here to where you're at now? Somewhere along the way, you trusted God. And He done something that you, whoa, whoa, God. Some of you need to look back a couple of months ago, weeks ago, years ago, and see God's hand all in your life. Because if you will, if you'll think back, if you'll pause for a moment, think back how many times he's moved and opened doors and closed doors and just promoted you and pushed you and then it'll be easier to throw that net out one more time to step out of that boat one more time let's pray Father I believe there's some people tonight God's speaking to. He's speaking to them, Lord, and you're, I know you're speaking to me. You're calling us to do something. Do something. Go somewhere. 
try it. Step out. That new job or that offering that offering yourself to someone who's hurt you before but you feel God telling you go to that person trust me just go to that person one more time forgive them one more I'm, I'm telling you forgive them uh, maybe God's telling you share I know they've resisted. I know they, you don't think they've listened to you before, but I'm telling you, I've been preparing their hearts. Share me with them one more time. Do it. Whatever I say, do. Do it. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, and you say, Pastor, this word's for me tonight. There's some, I need to step out. I need, I need to do it. God's telling me I need to do it. And I needed this word tonight. And I want you to pray with me and for me tonight as we close. If that's you, just raise your hand right now. Hands all over the building. Let's pray. Father, now we've heard your word. They've heard your word. Now we have to grab a hold of it, believe it, and trust you. God, you have given us grace to empower us to believe, to trust, and to step out and watch you work, to cast our net, one more time. Father, right now, may nothing come between them and this word and may they act with swiftness and boldness and do what you've called them to do right now. And I know that God on the other side of obedience comes great blessing. Father, we give you praise now. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I love you tonight. I'm praying for you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Be with us Sunday, would you? At uh, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. It's Partnership Sunday this Sunday. We have several people joining the church. God bless you. See you Sunday. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.